What up, Chet? Haha, <laughs> what's up, Denzel? Just chilling, you know, maxing and relaxing. Yeah, you booling out here? Booling. Yeah. With a B, because we're the blood gang now. Yeah. No, don't take that seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's Benzel and I'm bet. <laughs> I bet. Yo, so welcome to Real Nerd Hours. Yeah. Episode 50, 5 Brett, Brett. Not quite a year. Uh, we, it is a milestone, though. We made it to 50 episodes. Yeah. We didn't even miss a single day. Yeah, crazy. I'm surprised. Like, we've gone a year without actually skipping a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, collectively, we've each missed a week. But yeah. the, the show has gone on regardless of our presence. The show must go on. And it has. Hey. Hooray! Hey. We didn't plan anything special for episode 50, unfortunately. Because no. every episode's special. Aha! <laughs> He's got a point there, people. He's got a point. Welcome to another edition of Real Nerd Hours, a, pod, a comedy podcast about nerd things and such, such as anime, movies, music, and video games. Yeah. And life and drinking. And life and lots of drinking. Yeah. I've been shaking, sticking, and moving, trying to get to you and that booty. Oh, man. I haven't heard that song in a minute. <laughs> yeah, buddy. E-40 had some jams. Yeah. Those those commercial hits he put out were really hits. <laughs> didn't he uh, Didn't he do a rap for the Rugrats movie? Ooh, I think so. Yeah. It may not. It, I'm, I think that was E-40. It may have been someone else, but I'm pretty sure that was him. And it's just like, <laughs> hey, any street cred? Fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I heard you rapping about Reptile. <laughs> Oh, maybe he's got kids. Yeah, maybe. He probably does. What's With- more thug than having kids? <laughs> Not raising them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted my kids to hear my voice. God. They haven't heard it in years. Ooh. Got E-40, man. Fody Wilder. Ooh. God, it, it, it just reminds me that Mace and Cameron had beef recently, and it's like, yo, what? decade is this <laughs> yeah that's top five worst worst beefs ever who cares yeah and it was all two ig washed, shit too washed ass washed rappers <laughs> who cares about them they haven't been relevant in years yeah no nah, i mean i know cameron was popping for a little bit but he never like really came up on my radar at all mace kind of same boat like, there were there were a few people I knew that fucking loved Dipset, loved Dipset. Everything they put out, and it's not to say that their music was terrible. It's just it wasn't me. Yeah, you that's kind of I mean? how I felt about it. Like yeah. I wasn't really big into hip hop around that time. That was when I was more fucking with like more metal and electronic shit. So I was, yeah, 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 I didn't. I just did not care. Fair enough. All right, well, I guess on today's docket, we have Anime Hostage, and unfortunately, the interview's not going to be in this episode. It's probably just going to come up next week. Yeah, whatever. You'll, you'll hear it when you hear it. Yeah, you'll, it'll be there. It'll, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Except into an episode eventually. Yeah, one day. Yeah. One day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to prep for it. I understand. And, uh, yeah, we are going to be going into another edition of a competition, I guess. Yes, the, the sequel to the Cringe Cup. The Rage Olympics. Something. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, it's probably just going to end up being the Rage Olympics. We were supposed to find another 
title for the cringe cup, but you know, yeah, it just yeah. kind of stuck. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward's. Oh yeah, the awkward's was also pretty good. Yeah, that was. I mean, but this one is going to be more based on like things that really piss us off about nerd communities. Yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, I, I'm when I was thinking about like brainstorming things that piss us off, I was just thinking of things that piss me off in general. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, who gets me real mad? Oh, jeez, all y'all. So, if you want, if you want to submit things to this nerd-related rage cup, <laughs> uh, just join, get on the subreddit, reddit.com/r/realnerdhours, and look for the thread. The thread's going to be there. The, the link's going to be in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, yeah. So, if you weren't previously involved, there's a great way to get in there and just rant at us. And then, if you got something good to say, we'll read it out, and it'll be in the. Uh, the competition make a case for it yeah so what did you bring in anything with you oh yeah i mean i figured we would get to a little late but yeah i got i got a couple things uh so uh the everybody is familiar with sjw's and sjw culture with like Jews, yes, them them S Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, social justice warriors. Well, a lot of that actually started, at least as far as I'm aware, like within fandom communities, like people getting really pissed off. Like, not necessarily the concept of social justice because that's been around since forever, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, the people getting really shitty and like mad about shit. A lot of that came from fandoms, at least as far as I saw. So, how do you mean? Like, people would get upset that maybe the kids next door weren't as diverse as they should have been? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. <laughs> like, so you've seen, I, I'm sure you've seen some of the drama with like the Star uh, Steven Universe fandom. Yeah, I have. Like, them folk, them folk piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> If if you haven't if you're not familiar with the Steven Universe drama, it's there was a Japanese artist who drew fan art of Steven Universe and they drew Garnet, one of the crystals, as being lighter skinned than she's portrayed in the show. In the show, she's like dark red. In this fan art, she was more pinkish, almost almost to the tone of like a white person's skin. It wasn't. And people lost their fucking mind over this. Partially because Garnet really does seem like it's a black woman. And she's voiced by a black woman. So people are like, she's clearly black. You just drew her as white. That's that's racist as shit. <laughs> they couldn't come up with their own gem? To like, they couldn't... They couldn't- just come up with like fucking Amherst or whatever the fuck, like a different gem. Amherst is not a gem, by the way. It's like, like a rock onyx I mean, or whatever. It it was it was just it was a nice piece of fan art. It had a bunch of fan character, a bunch of the characters. You know, it had all the favorites of Amethyst and Pearl and you know all that. But it was just one particular piece of art, and people got real pissed off about it because. They drew the character not in the same skin tone as they came to see her. I have I have my own issues with fan art. 
I'm sure, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us on a little ride here. Take take us down this magic voyage. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't understand why people aren't just creating original things. Like I understand using somebody else's brand to elevate your own, but after a certain point, stop drawing these fucking two dudes from this cartoon kissing, <laughs> and draw your own dudes kissing, and then sell that fucking art. By the way, I'm talking about a lot of the people that I follow on Twitter that like and retweet dudes kissing. <laughs> But I don't have the heart to unfollow them, so I just mute them. Shout out to X Whips. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout shout outs to like half half the women I follow. I don't follow that very many women because I'm not. Ugh. Your okay. boy, your boys. I can't handle the thirst trap. And oh man, yeah. I can't handle it. You're, my uh, my flesh is weak. Sometimes it hurts having some fine ass friends. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. I mute them too. Yeah. Can't be slipping at work. Yeah, that's real shit. I will say a large reason for that is because familiarity gets attention. Like, if you draw original characters and no one fucks with it, and then you draw a Terry Bogard and then everyone fucks with it, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is how I make money now. Well, no, I'm no I don't have an issue with that, right? Like, you draw your Terry Bogard, but then make sure you're doing your original work on the side. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, and... I also I, I take issue with people who fall into those popularity traps. Like they'll draw something in like one style, and that gets a bunch of attention. But they're also really good. Picasso is actually a great example of this. Cubism is what he's known for. He was an excellent painter all around, but people only fucked with him because of cubism, and like he got kind of stuck in that. And that was what sold, and that was what made him famous. But it's like, yo, you could also do, like, portraits and shit on the side, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing with, like, I see some artists that have, like, legitimate skill, and they only want to do cutesy art, and that's all they want to draw, and that's all that gets its attention. And it's like, yo, you can cultivate multiple talents in the same vein here. Like, you can draw realism as well. You don't only have to do anime. So when I see kids going into like art school and stuff and they only want to draw anime and their teachers are like, yo, this is a life drawing class. (laughs) And then they pop off on Twitter talking about like, oh, art school doesn't understand me. Don't they know that you can be successful while drawing anime? Yeah, you can be successful while drawing anime, but you can also cultivate these other talents that you're paying to cultivate. Like. Do the fucking work that you're asked to do. Like, you're going to get clients that way. <laughs> it's real shit. Uh. Real shit. And one thing that pisses me off about, especially nerds, and you guys, I know I know one of the first things somebody's going to say. Let me, let me say it first. In before, oh, what makes you a rage? Oh, yeah, yeah. The dick show. Yeah, no. <laughs> in before that. Well, one thing that really pisses me off is like people that don't understand the concept of working for free. Oof. Like I'm not I'm not saying if somebody approaches you and says, "Do this for me for free," you do it for them for free. What you do is if you can offer value to somebody, you offer that value to them in exchange for something else. Let's say, for instance, you wanted to apprentice as a brewer. You said, fuck it, there are breweries around. Let me go to this brewery and say, I will work here two days a week for free for four hours at a time. And 
I will learn how to brew. I can then use that experience that I'm gaining as a brewer to go get a job as a brewer somewhere else. I mean, that's basically an internship. Exactly. It's an internship. <laughs> apprenticeship. Yeah. Internship. Same shit. And like people, but I don't understand why people don't get the concept of just, I mean, like not all free work is bad work. I think people, where people get mad about that and where people get mixed up in that, like what you just described an internship or an apprenticeship or any sort of training program you also have to pay for those and some people like no one bats an eyelash when they say oh this class was a hundred dollars and i learned all this great stuff but if you then say oh yeah i'm doing this for free and they're like well but that's real work like yeah but if i were taking a (laughs) class on this then it would be free but that but in the same vein and on the other hand, <laughs> uh, when you are a professional, when you've done the work, when you when you know your shit already, and then someone says, oh, do me a favor and spend 30 hours of your time where you would normally get paid, you tell them to fuck all the way off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other, the other side of that, for sure, is you should never expect free shit from your friends right like yeah let's say i opened up a brewery i if any of my friends came in expecting free beer like expecting it yeah. it would be real disappointing like no yeah, be- like i'm i'm this i i need money like i don't i right. didn't open this up so i could give you free shit <laughs> i open this so i can make money please yeah. pay me and if you want to give them free shit that's your choice as exactly. the owner exactly exactly don't expect free shit from your friends i um i talked to a guy a while back uh chad hoku shout out to hoku props real cool guy excellent prop maker and uh he he does a bunch of like 3d modeling he's an excellent prop maker and you know that's what he does for a living and we were talking about doing design work and stuff like that and um we're talking about prices and i said you know i cut my friends a a a break on their prices because i know that they can't really afford business prices and he's like i don't give anyone a discount because if my friends want to support me they need to support me they need to support me at the rate that i'm worth and like i understand i i I don't agree with that personally just because like i know i charge a lot for corporations i got i charge based on scale you know, I'm not going to charge Joe the plumber the same price as I'm going to charge Sony as the same price I'm going to charge my best friend. You know, it's like I'm I scale it based on on them. But at the same time, I understand that he's he gets enough work that he can say no to discounted work. I would just say no to working for friends. Well, that's fair. That's, I mean, like, period. Yeah, you don't, that's like, fair too. <laughs> yeah, God, there's so many things that you can go that can go wrong with working with friends. Luckily, nothing's gone wrong here. Yeah. Yet. Nah. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. Just wait until like money really starts flowing, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Once we get our own late night show. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesus and Mero can do it, we can do it. I, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I'm going straight Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All, all y'all that fucked with us from the beginning. If I if I start getting like more than four digits. In a, within a day, like every day, I, I'm forgetting all of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
Man, well, remember, fair enough. Remember when we were talking about the Rage Olympics? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, basically, mine is people that don't understand free work. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. How, no. to, how to properly utilize free work? And that's 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 prominent within the nerd community. Yeah, like, because it's a bunch of fucking artists who decide to just draw anime. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right, it's sick. Can you do anything else? No. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> what yeah. else? And yours was? Mine was, I guess you could boil it down to shitty fandoms. Shitty fandoms. Okay. Uh, my my next one would be dudes who enter communities where there are hardly any women and scare off the women because they relentlessly flirt with them. Uh, or they're like super needy or clingy, specifically with the women. Yeah. I hate that. Oh. I hate it. I mean, like, there's there's so many things that you could do outside of, like, nonstop flirting with specific people, right? Like, you, there's, a, for instance, um, a while ago, I was a part of like a forum. I was a part of a board, mm-hmm. and there were like two or three known females on the board, right? Like mm-hmm. they were like if you were if you were in the know, you knew exactly who was who. But I mean, publicly female people on the board, sure. And there were a few like real lonely people, real yeah. lonely people that whenever <laughs> they would post something, whenever the women would post something, they would be the first ones to respond, yeah. the first ones to say something, first ones to compliment, first ones. It's like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ! Like you're a fly on shit right now. I need you to chill because this is real weird for everybody here. It's not just weird for the women because like they have to deal with you. Yep. It's like it's weird for me as a dude because like. Like, I just, I want this not to, like, be, like, that dude, but I want this to be, like, a not weird place for me to visit. You know what I mean? I've run into that so many times, like, in card shops where there will be, like, two attractive girls in out of, like, 60 people. And, you know, there'll be, like, maybe 10 girls total. But, I mean, two single attractive women will walk in the store and then, like, all the eyes turn and oh hey you need any help anything you need help building a deck i can uh, i can sleep that up for you <laughs> and like i try to make friends with regulars that i'm going to be seeing if i'm going to be going to this store so it's like oh hey we've seen each other a few times let's chat and it's like okay does it now i'm self-conscious about does it look like i'm hitting on these people now yes it does it always does of course it does because they're a girl in a fucking card shop even if you're just doing like even if you're normally like just a little flirty just like maybe like a pinch of flirty on like in conversations with people now you look now yeah you just look as thirsty as everybody else in the building it fucking sucks yeah yeah it does and like far now I can't even imagine what it's like being the woman in the oh, situation. Yeah, no, of course, <laughs> it's it's probably fucking awful at all times. I will say, if you're in that situation, just take make the best of it. Get free shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is how dudes end up getting exploited. Yeah, but right? you know because what? somebody will actually come in and will take advantage yeah. of it. But if you're if you're that dude that's getting taken advantage of in that situation, you kind of you've kind of earned it. Fair enough. Like, 
yo, just let let women enjoy things. Yeah, some of them are just real spurgy though. You oh, just don't understand. They they haven't smelled a woman since their mom. <laughs> like, oh, mommy. I've also seen kind of the opposite because there was some some magic the gathering drama recently where i don't know exactly the 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 story behind this but some dude was i'm just gonna assume some dude was being real misogynistic and of course then it created a gamergate-esque divide within the community so then it's like you know people standing for him and then other people defending women and it became this huge divide so it obviously wasn't as big of a blow up as Gamergate, but yeah, but that's that's still real fucking weird. It was fucking dumb. It ended up that wizards, the people who make magic, just banned the guy from like all of their events. Like he's just cut off. Okay, but um, and that and that was what caused the blow up, really. Um, but I saw a, a dude on Facebook literally post. Wow, are there any nerdy communities that haven't been poisoned by women? Jesus like, Christ. What the fuck, dude? dude I, and I don't Ugh. know. I don't know if he was like being serious when he said that or if he was being ironic and edgy, but I'm like, oh, it hurts. It fucking hurts. Like, oh god. It's it's like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, do you have zero self-awareness? This is how MGTOWs are made, right? Like, oh, oh these yeah. women came in. Oh, my yeah. friend was just making jokes. My friend was just making jokes and these ill women came in and everything was better before your vaginas oh, came into this. God damn it. Oh god, it hurts so bad. It fucking all right. That's that's on the board for sure. Oh man. On the fucking board. <laughs> How would I even phrase that? Dudes who ruin communities for because women are around? I yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. Because women show up, I guess. Yeah. Around show up. Any anything along those lines is <sighs> It's fucking embarrassing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> God damn. You got another one? I guess that would lead into ironic posters. Oh, quote unquote ironic posters. Yeah. Oh, I made this Jew joke. Ironic. Ironic. Fuck. I said nigger ironically. You're so, all enslaved by this word. I mean, it's it's I would say that's like tangentially nerdy. Because it's a lot of like internet communities, but of course, like edge lords. Would you say? Yeah, this edge is? lords. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that that whole package of edge lords. Because we've discussed this before, and I can discuss it ad nauseum. Just the people who are only trying to get a rise out of people, and it's not charming. It's not witty. It's it's not fun. No. It's never been fun. No, and ever. It, it's not. Even, it's not difficult. This is the one. Some of the most low effort trolling anyone can do like you can be sarcastic and witty about things like there are plenty of twitter accounts there are plenty of people whose whole personas are based around being sarcastic and witty but if you take that to like its basest most accessible level now you're just being an asshole and no one thinks you're funny (laughs) yeah exactly I don't think we really need to go into that beyond that. You know, it's just well, fair enough. Yeah, fuck all those guys. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, right I now. think that's that's a good 
nice way to get get started some get the juices flowing for y'all yeah anything that happens in or around nerd communities that really pisses you off uh, make a case for it in the thread yeah and we'll probably bring some more in next week yeah yeah when you want to do this you want to say first week of the new year uh i have no idea when that is like calendar wise are so what there are two weeks left in this month yeah, so there will be two more episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah so episode 53? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. The week of Christmas is going to be episode 52, our year year uh-huh. anniversary episode. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, that would be the last year or the last week of the year. Yep. Okay, so yeah, it'll it would be the episode that airs on January 4th. All right, perfect. Episode 53. There you go. Yeah, we'll do that. Episode 53, we're coming with the Rage Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Coming up next. Starting the year off mad. Uh, Yeah. Ooh, New Year's resolution be even more mad. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just get salty about everything. God damn. So mad. Did you watch anything this week? Oh, no. No. (laughs) I watched the psych movie. There was a psych movie? Yeah, they released a psych movie uh, last Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was oh, good. Right. I mean, if you like the show Psych, you'll like the movie. Hey. <laughs> because if, I mean, but if you don't like the show Psych, you're not going to like the movie. Hey. So. Well, they know their audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was exactly what I wanted. I mean, outside of another season of the show. Perfect. I would, well, I'll take another season think, of the yeah. show. Yeah. I love that show so much. I was, Psych! I hate I, that show. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> damn. Uh, yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched the Disaster Artist. Oh, what'd you think? I really enjoyed that. I haven't actually seen the room, and of course, the Disaster Artist is the movie about the making of the room. But I haven't seen the room yet. Not all of it. I've seen a lot of clips, but I really enjoyed it, and. I had a friend who, so the people I went with have either seen the movie several times, not seen it at all, or seen the movie, read the book, like we're all about it. And all of the above enjoyed it. And I, I, I don't know. My take on it was that it was just a fun movie. And if you, it helps if you know about the room. Like, if you went in completely cold, you probably wouldn't get a lot of it, and you probably would be dumbfounded that this is like a real person. But I haven't seen the room, but I, I've at least read some stuff on Time and Wiseau, seen some of his other projects, and that man's a fucking nut. And this movie captures that. I would say apparently the book is more brutal about Tommy, and the movie had to be signed off by him so I hear they they took it a little bit more softly on him but it did a great job of capturing that weirdness and like just how absurd everything was so if you have any interest in seeing it or if you enjoyed the room itself go check it out it's it's a lot of fun all right cool so probably what I probably want to do is I watched the review for that Red Letter Media did of it. Yeah. So what I want to do is watch The Room first, then go see The Disaster Artist, 
and then watch the room again. Okay. And see, I mean, it depends if I can make it through the first time. Right. Because again, I don't like shitty movies because they're shitty movies. I actually tried to watch the room and I was falling asleep. It was also at a convention and I had been drinking. So I was like definitely not in the mood to sit and watch this movie, Mm -hmm. but it's a bad movie. Like as legendary as it is, it's a bad movie. You can laugh at it. There are definitely laughable moments, but it's slow. It's awkward. It's, it's it's poorly shot. Like it's bad in just about every way. So much that it does make it enjoyable in a roundabout way. But if you're really just like if you're not trying to laugh at it, you'd probably just dislike it, and that's it. Okay. So keep so that in mind. There's a, there's probably then a good chance that I'm just gonna dislike it. Yeah. also apparently there's like three sex scenes in the first 15 minutes that's weird yeah it is (laughs) huh okay yeah it's uncomfortable for everyone I bet so anime no hitojichi (gasps) what you got oh shit okay so I watched star driver yeah you know what I'm not going to lie to you. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. But I think it suffers from a lot of the same problems that anime that is 26 episodes long suffers from. Mm. It kind of... I watched four episodes of it. And granted, that's not the whole series. Of course not. But there's a lot of shit in there that I just don't care about. (laughs) Like... It's it's supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be a little bit fun. Mm-hmm. It, the guy, the 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 protagonist in it is called the Galactic Pretty Boy. Yep, which is pretty dope. That's <laughs> I like that. That's fun. But there's like small shit that I don't care about. Like I don't I don't care about their school day. Yeah. I don't care about their teachers. I don't care about like the students that aren't involved. And like it it's a fun show and it's really well animated surprisingly. Yeah. It's a, that was the one thing that caught me off guard because I've gone out of my way to select like really shitty things for you to watch <laughs> and you kind of selected like things that aren't quite that bad. I was going for specifically last week especially things that just that you definitely would never watch on your own and probably wouldn't like star driver was a bit of a a softball but i was also like you could go really either way with that one because it's it really was like poking fun of like the bishonen kind of style yeah and it kind of it's kind of a loose satire on uh, like a henshin anime yeah and it's like that's that's one of the things that's makes comedy or satire hard to critique because like it's jokes like they're yeah. like kind of fucking around the entire series so things that don't necessarily make sense like you can hold them to those sort of things but it's not it's not necessarily like I can take the show as a whole and be like, oh, this is fucking terrible or this is garbage. But I mean, like I could, if the animation was really shitty and like the Japanese voice acting was shitty because I ended up having to fucking watch the goddamn sub (laughs) on Crunchyroll. I don't know how to change the setting and I just didn't bother to look it up. I don't, as far as I know for Crunchyroll, they just will have them listed as two separate things. 
where oh. it's like here's the english dub and here's the japanese dub and they're just two separate entities <laughs> it's not like oh right click it and go to language settings that's stupid yeah it's pretty dumb either way as that, far as i know i could be wrong but yeah, it's a possibility i didn't look all that hard I was yeah, just like, all right, I need to get this out of the way. Yep. <laughs> just in the event that it was like super shitty. Yeah. But, you know, I found myself, I enjoyed what I saw. All right. But it's not, it wasn't enjoyed in the same way. Like, yo, like I need to keep watching this. Right. But it was like, ah, this isn't, this isn't bad. Yeah. Like the front half of the episodes, like all of the episodes that I saw were just like everyday life. This is, this is what's happening during school day. Ha ha ha. And then at night is when the cult that's operating at the <laughs> yeah. school starts operating and doing their weird shit. And then it's like very monster of the week kind yeah. of thing. It actually reminds me of, um, sailor moon in that regard where it's like half the episode is just school days. And then like half the episode is, Oh, what spooky shit happened now? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's fun, though. I mean, fun-ish. I, I feel like somebody who's less critical than me will enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I actually kind of liked that series. I never finished it, but it amused me, what what I watched of it. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's So, I mean, as, as a whole, would I recommend it? Yes. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yes with a question mark. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's not bad. It's not. I mean, it's not my favorite thing ever. Right. Though. It's definitely not bad, though. All right. I mean, like, I would say maybe it's good. <laughs> it's probably good. I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of it. It's, it's definitely high quality, though. Okay. Yeah. There were some problems that I did have with the show. Not gonna lie to you. No. Like in the, in the beginning of the episode of the first episode. The girl, so she's talking to a boy on a beach. There's the the main woman that's in the show, or girl, because they're all in high school. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to a boy on the beach, and the protagonist washes up on shore. And she says, I smell a boy that I'm not familiar with. And she runs maybe like 10 feet in the other direction <laughs> where the dude she was talking to was looking. And it's just like, what? So he couldn't see the fact (laughs) that he washed up on shore? That's really fucking weird. And also, they probably would get to this later on in the series, but why didn't they just try to murder him? Like, they didn't try to just kill him Hmm. outside of the zero time stuff. It was really weird. Like, really weird process. Because if you guys are really that dead set on accomplishing what you want, then, I mean, I would assume that you would just kill him. Yeah, I, I would think so. But, I mean, they didn't try. And they, like, didn't try to kill the the shrine princess more than once that I saw in the four episodes that I was watching. Like, she would keep, she kept going into zero time, but, like, nobody was just going after her. Yeah. And it's really weird. And there was this really weird, like, subplot where one of the students is a student. She's, like, a third-year student, and she's dating a 65-year-old man. What the shit? And she's, like, living on a yacht. It was really weird. Really weird shit. I mean, I guess the one thing to remember is that the age of consent in Japan is much lower. So that would be legal. Still weird. It's still weird. Still weird. And like she his her husband lives in Paris, but he doesn't speak that much Japanese and she doesn't speak that much French. <laughs> and she refers to herself uh she refers to their 
relationship as being like built on sensuality. Uh, oh, yeah, it was really <laughs> fucking weird, oh. especially considering that this is a third year high school student. I mean, she's almost eighteen. She just she like in theory. She's two years or one year away from being 18. Yeah. Like, she would have turned 17 her junior year, maybe. Maybe. And this this would have been in the second semester. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, mm. This is real weird shit. Mm. Real weird shit. So, one of the rules that the, the lead woman brings up is that because she's the shrine maiden, she's not allowed to leave the island at all. Okay. Like, as far as, like, the rules of that thing go. Uh-huh. But, I mean... The cult wants to essentially like strip her of her powers and then keep her chained up, which is really weird. But they don't, her nor the protagonist ever make an effort to escape. Hmm. They just go back to school the next day after the first episode, like everything's fucking normal. Yeah, we good. And then like some, some of the members of the cult are in the school, they're students or whatever. Yeah. And they're just like. Oh, did you hear so-and-so did this? So-and-so did that? It's like, yeah. So everybody in the school knows about this, but it's like, (laughs) fuck, come on, guys. So much for suspension of disbelief, right? (laughs) And this can't, this could be like weird translation shit. Maybe the dubs are bad. I don't know. Maybe. But whatever year it was released, I mean, it can't be that bad. Nah, it's it's not that old of a show. It's like. 2010 something like that okay okay and it's very heavy with the fan service yeah it's very it, like after a certain point i just wanted to tear my fucking eyes out <laughs> just like jesus you're wasting screen time on this one thing that i thought was really funny but i can't remember what movie it was from where people are constantly crossing and uncrossing their legs like every mm. shot. So they have this meeting with the like cult leaders. They have like little sex in the uh sects. Yeah. In yeah. in the cult where like each student where each student is basically a leader and one teacher is a leader or whatever. And essentially they all are taking turns talking, but every time one of them starts talking, they cross and uncross their legs <laughs> or cross, uncross, and then cross again. Yes, yes. And it's really fucking funny. A real basic instinct on them. Yeah, yeah. Some shit. And the shot is from low, which is real gross. Of course. But it's, there was one movie that had done that. I can't remember which. But So if you remember at home, you fucking tell me. <laughs> You fucking tell me. And they also reuse a lot of footage here. Oh. Yeah, like the henshin sequence is always the same. Sure. Uh, when he's climbing into the robot, it's always the same. Or when he shoots into the robot. Mm-hmm. And like the robot does this really cool shit where it like breaks through the sky or like the reality, like it's a piece of glass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as when it walks through, it's always the same. Sure. And like when they go into zero time, it's always the same. And like total, it's like a minute or so of the same footage. <laughs> so it's save that just, money, baby. Yeah. It's it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, come on, guys. Come on. But overall, I would say like, yeah, fucking watch it. All right. All right. I, on the other hand, watched uh, Generation of Chaos. Hell yeah. Okay. So I didn't really do any research on this ahead of time. And that kind of, I should have. Because what I wasn't aware of. So I saw, okay, it's based on a game. 
sure. Most of like when I was looking for it online, most of what I found was like cutscenes from the game. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I want the anime. So it was actually there was it was there were just tie-ins. There were three OVAs created, and the first OVA is like a prologue to the first game. Second OVA is like a prologue to the second game, and the third uh, the third OVA was a tie-in to the third game. So they're actually completely unrelated to each other. Oh, I didn't know this going in. So I watched the first one, and the first <laughs> so the first one uh, is about this kid named Chiffon, and he is basically the Pokemon champion, and. When you're a kid, you can talk to monsters, you can like your voice can reach them and they'll obey you and you can raise them and they do a tournament. It's straight up like Pokemon. But when you get too old, you lose your innocence, your voice gets too deep. They literally say your voice gets too deep. <laughs> but I'm just going to go with that's a metaphor for you losing your innocence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And your monsters stop obeying you and they just go off and be wild monsters again and so this is the story of chiffon who is basically going through puberty right now and he's lost all but one of his monsters and he's just trying to take his monster back to the forest where he got it so it can go and be with its people you know real real old yeller style and uh so he's almost there and he gets to this town and he's he the town is bigger than he thought so he's like okay well it's just one more day and I'll I'll take my monster back well now the monster stops listening to him and runs on a rampage and the whole time I'm just thinking okay who gives a shit cuz you don't get any character development with Shifan. You like you you just see okay he's the champion. Now he's aged out, and he has to say goodbye to his monster. Well, the monster's ugly as sin, <laughs> <laughs> and it's barely listening to him from the start. Like it's just it's it's as if he was riding a yak. You know, like okay, it's taking him to where he's going, but it doesn't have a personality. It doesn't do anything, and it's just ugly as fuck. And that's it. And now it's going wild, and they have to make sure that it doesn't destroy anything. And that's what happens. And that's it. That's the whole fucking first OVA. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Good. And like, and then I'm like, okay, cool. But now what? Is he like, is he going to be a knight now? Because it shows like he's actually pretty decent with a sword, and he meets this other guy who, like, it's apparently someone, but you don't know who he is. Like, None of this makes any sense because I hadn't played the game. I'm like, okay, I'm sure this makes some semblance of sense had I played the game, but fine, whatever. Episode two. Well, I couldn't actually find episode two, but I could find episode three. So I'm like, okay, episode three, let's go. And now this one's talking about like, oh, this was a war-torn country and the king's dying. And now the, the... I forget the name of it, but now protagonist country is being subjugated by antagonist country and the prince is trying to find a way. I'm like, yo, what the fuck happened to Pokemon? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) There was a leap here. Mm -hmm. There was a massive leap and I don't know what I missed. So 
now the story is following two separate protagonists. One of them is the prince of this country. Actually, I don't even I don't even remember if this was the same episode. I, I know I only watched two whole episodes, but I may have skipped through another because I was so fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pretend like this is all the same thing. So there's there's this prince who's like, I don't even know really what he's trying to do per se, but he his father's dying and his country is being oppressed by this other country because they've invaded and he's traveling with his his two companions who are like his his bodyguards essentially and he's just trying to lead his country into liberation that's the basic idea but it's really unclear how he plans to do that like it doesn't seem like he's going for a violent revolution <laughs> but he's also out here murking their soldiers. <laughs> it's really unclear what his plan is. I get his motivations, but I don't know what he wants to do. So there's that. But then there's this other story of there's a um a girl who's like a demon girl. But she's just trying to live a peaceful life with her little sister. Like, she's an outcast for the demons because she wants to live with humans. But, of course, the humans won't accept her because she's a demon. So, you know, there's that whole thing. And so her sister gets kidnapped by slave traders. So, you know, this girl is just real peaceful. She sews and she's just, I don't know, she's a peasant, you know. Nothing, nothing special, but they they end up kidnapping her little sister, holding her ransom, and she and this other guy takes down, uh, you know, those guys that tried to kidnap her sister. But uh, the the person who helped her out is also a demon, and they're like, hey, you know, the, the humans are going to continue to take advantage of you like this if you don't get stronger. And she's like, oh, but I don't want to hurt anyone. So then it cuts, and then you see her in, like, this badass, like, rogue fighter gear. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I thought you just said... <laughs> Is this really the same girl? <laughs> yes! And it's... Again, I'm sure it would make more sense with some context of the game, but I'm sitting here like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Where? Did, how did we get from A to B here? Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, aside from the nonsensical story and me, I was bored and confused the whole fucking time. Like, it was not an engaging story. It wasn't well animated. Like, the whole thing had problems altogether on top of me being bored and confused. I knew it was generally lauded as all around terrible. So, uh, yeah. Watch it if you hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or if you've played the games. Maybe. Because <laughs> the reviews are still awful. Like Everyone's like, yo, this is straight bad. I'm okay. sure it would make more sense, but it's not going to make it good. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the next round? Let's do it. All right. So for my first one... It's based on another game for you. I'm bringing all the classics back. Oh, give it to me. It's Panzer Dragoon. 
There was an anime for that? Yeah. All right. Legends speak of a dark tower with a race of dragons that await the command to arise and wreak havoc. At least Kyle used to believe they were only legends until his lady, Alita, is stolen by the Black Dragon. Now, Kyle must form an alliance with Blau, a blue dragon, in order to rescue her before she becomes the catalyst for the Dark Tower's final program, the complete destruction of the world. Yeah, that's Panzer Dragon, I guess. And I haven't actually played that game, but it looked cool when I was a kid. Yeah, it seems about right. I give you Rentai Magica. Due to his father's disappearance, Itsuki Iba has to take over the family business, a magician dispatch service. Their family employs countless magicians and other supernatural beings in order to send them out to help those in need of magical assistance. As a leader, Itsuki now has to be tough, commanding, and reliable. But there's only one problem. He's a coward. Also, in order to run a successful business, he must connect with his employees, which is more difficult than it seems due to his personality. But not only does he have to deal with his own employees, he also has to deal with those that threaten the family business. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. All right. My next one is Bloodivores. <laughs> Bloodivores. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty years ago, a strange case of insomnia struck the population, forcing them to stay awake for more than a full week. The victims, completely sleep-deprived, all went mad. To cure this illness, a new medicine was produced, but the side effects turned the patients into vampires. Humanity went to war against this new species and triumphed, but some of the vampires managed to survive. Born from a human and a vampire, the main character, Mi Lu, the child of hope, is to represent the new hope that will connect the two species. Reading leader of a bank robbery, Mi Lu is arrested and transferred to a special prison of the National Defense Agency that monitors vampires. Trying to break free with Anji, Milu is attacked by strange monsters. He finds out that the prison location corresponds to the birthplace of vampires. The old capital, Blue Town. Why are vampires trapped in Blue Town? What are those strange monsters attacking them? Our heroes must fight to solve those mysteries. <laughs> That's a recent anime. Yeah, it came out last year, I want to say. Yeah, I remember reading about that a while ago and just dying at the name and then, like, looking into it. Never watched it, so I might actually just do that one. Just God damn it. <laughs> Blood of Wars, baby. Blood of Wars. Yo, come on. This is Nin Nin Gashinobuden. Kaede is a normal schoolgirl who is studying for her exams for school. When suddenly, she's interrupted by Shinobu, a girl who is a ninja in training, attempting to complete her exam. Problem is, in order for her to successfully complete her exam, she must steal one of Kaede's panties. Okay. <laughs> in Kaede's attempt to stop Shinobu from stealing her panties, an unexpected friendship is formed between the two. Kaede soon becomes engrossed in Shinobu's world, surrounded by partying ninjas. 
and the master by the name of Onsokamaru, who claims to be the master of all ninjas. Yeah, that's a... Okay. Yeah, ninja friends. Okay. Okay. It's Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) My last one is called Divergence Eve. In the 24th century, intergalactic space travel has become a reality. You don't like the sing-songy nature of my <laughs> I read? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably kill myself if I had to listen to that. Uh, in the 24th century, intergalactic space travel has become a reality. One of the first outposts in the far reaches of space is the Watcher's Nest, an, an inflation hole drive portal. What the fuck? <laughs> An inflation hole drive portal, which has recently come under attack by a mysterious force known simply as Ghoul. A group of young female cadets assigned to the portal are unexpectedly thrown into a hornet's nest of trouble as they finalize their training to become an elite pilot in the Seraphim Squadron. Okay. Okay. Sounds sounds sci-fi is all hell. Yeah. Yep. All right. I don't know. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the last one because I got two of them that are probably decent, but I just don't know if you'll. I just don't know which one you'll hate more. Okay. I'm gonna go with my gut. <sighs> Guilty Crown, Japan, 2039. Ten years after the outbreak of the apocalypse virus, an event solemnly regarded as lost Christmas. The once proud nation has fallen under the rule of GHQ, an independent military force dedicated to restoring order. Funeral Parlor, a guerrilla group led by the infamous Gai Susugami, act as freedom fighters, offering the only resistance to the GHQ's cruel despotism. Inori Yuzuriha, a member of Funeral Parlor, runs into the weak and unsociable Shu Oma, during a crucial operation, which results in him obtaining the power of king, an ability which allows the wheeler to draw out the manifestations of an individual's personality, or voids. Now an unwilling participant in the struggle against GHQ, Shu must learn to control his newfound power if he is to help take back Japan once and for all. Okay, uh... uh, I want to say that I'm going to watch Guilty Crown... Yeah, that seems most up your alley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because uh, two by two Shinobi Dan, I know you would absolutely hate. Yes. Sounds like it. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, what was what was the first one I even gave you? Oh, Rentai Magica. Yeah. I don't actually know anything about that one. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound good. No. No. Uh, I, I gotta give it to Blood of Wars. That just sounds so stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does. It does. I picked it because it, it, this is like the third time running that we've had anime vampires. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you gotta keep the trend going. All these fucking vampire animes, yo. Yeah, they're, they were all the rage for a little while. <sighs> Shout out to Twilight. Yep, yep. All right, well, we've got our picks. Yeah. We'll bring these back next week and we'll have a little chit chat about them. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get in some questions out here. 
reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours questions and comments thread join this discussion yeah. Kokenin asks with Skyrim having been released on the Switch we're now sitting at the fifth release of it in six years if they announced Elder Scrolls 6 was to be coming out in a few months would you be excited for it or do you feel like since Skyrim has been so fresh in our mind that it'll be hard to muster any kind of desire to revisit that type of game I wouldn't be excited. I still haven't played the original Skyrim. Uh, they keep re-releasing it, and I couldn't give a fuck. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm sure if I were to play Skyrim or any of the Elder Scrolls games that I would enjoy them. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I don't know. Like, Even though I hadn't been playing it before them releasing it so much feels so money grubby and it just leaves a bad taste like i don't know i am i'm interested in the games but that's it yeah yeah ain't about it yeah leo larkin asks have you guys seen dread 2012 and what do you guys think when i first saw it i thought it was i was in for a shitty comic book remake but after seeing it, it's become one of my favorite movies that I have gladly rewatched multiple times. It was one of the first movies that I had purchased on Blu-ray. It's fucking tight. That movie was dope. And I went in in a very similar expectations. You know, I heard it was cool. I'd seen it after it was out of theaters. But, like, you know, the people that were telling me it was cool, it was, like, people with bad taste. So I'm like, okay, well, we got <laughs> <laughs> this massive grain of salt. We figured we would just go drinking game on it and, you know, just laugh at it. No, that movie was dope. And I I really enjoyed it. And I, they're making a sequel to that, right? No. Oh. They, they were thinking about it, but they just never committed to it. Got what they were it. going to do was make a TV series, but they uh, that also fell through. Gotcha. I feel like. They could make a TV series out of that, but I would probably prefer it as a movie. I could accept like a Netflix deal, but, yeah. an, but an ongoing TV show, I, I I liked how high budget it was. And anything less than that, ah, nah. TV shows get real cheesy with the effects and usually they aren't very great. Dread's effects were fucking dope. Yeah. It was it was a great movie. Uh, the The first time that I heard it was good was at Comic Con that year mm. because they did a screening for it. Okay, and I was just like, "Yeah, fucking right." I don't believe you. Yeah, like the first movie was so campy and laughable, and it's like I still love it. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't love it as a good film, though. No, I don't. So you know that's that's kind of what everyone was expecting. It's like it's another remake. And it was a remake of a movie that wasn't great. You know, no one expected to take it seriously. And it shattered most people's expectations. Yeah, definitely. Medicated Kratos asks, Do y'all have any recommendations for JRPGs that aren't dripping with over-emotional bullshit? I've been looking at getting into near automata. Automata? Automata, that's it. He misspells it here, and I just like completely lost what it was called. I don't, I don't know if it's Automata. That was just my guess. I think it is. It could be I'm, near I'm, Automatica. No, I'm pretty sure it's Automata. Isn't Automatica a racing game? Maybe. <laughs> In any case, since I've heard it has some pretty tight gameplay, I haven't played the, any of the near games myself. 
Everyone says it's cool. Um, it's not really an RPG. It's more, it's kind of Devil May Cry style, where it's, you know, it, it's more of a third person action kind of game. But it looked, what I've played of it was cool. What everyone says about it, it is cool. And if you're into JRPGs and if you're looking for something along those lines, it probably is going to be up your alley. But not with JRPG gameplay. Uh, I don't like JRPGs. There's too much of a grind to them. There's just all of them, every single one of them. As far as like them reaching for feels, those are those moments have always fallen on like an emotionless person. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like I've never felt anything towards any of those games. Like none of them have ever like hit me right in the feels. Like uh, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I don't even, you know, I can get emotional over games and you know just media. Not crazy emotional but yeah no no jrpg really tugged at my heartstrings i hear mother three is really emotional too bad that game sucks damn don't tell nikki <laughs> uh, <laughs> but as for as for jrpgs that i have to recommend based on gameplay um some of these are going to be a little bit older but if you haven't played them check them out you know chrono trigger chrono cross both of those are great games the Bravely Default series has very solid gameplay and is probably one of the strongest recent JRPG series. Uh, I haven't played I Am Setsuna, but I heard that it actually is pretty good. It just didn't get a lot of credit and that, you know, the people who played it enjoyed it. Just no one played it. Um, I had more and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I Am Setsuna. Yeah, I, I started playing Final Fantasy XV. That, that's been pretty cool thus far. If you haven't played that yet, that game, it's been, it's been fun, and I've been blazing through that game. Like I, I've I don't have a PS4, so I've been playing with Connie because she does. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much side shit that I've just completely skipped over. And she's like, "You are going through this game so much faster than I have," and I'm like, "Yep, I don't have time for this shit. I just want to get through the game." So yeah, um, fair enough. And also, like, like that game skips a lot of the grindy stuff, but Bravely Default also skips a lot of the grindy stuff. You can set the encounter rate to zero if you don't want to. If you don't want to fight enemies and you don't want to deal with none of that, you can strategize your way through the game and do it at a low level. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so, great. I actually really enjoy that series. So, if you haven't played them, check it out. They're on 3DS. Yay. Okay. Pac-Man W1 asks, how do you feel about Wild Turkey 101? I saw it a few weeks ago at the grocery store and decided to try it. Never drank bourbon before, so this was a new experience. Finished the bottle since, and I thought it was pretty good. I don't like to drink liquor anymore. <laughs> I, uh, when I did drink stuff like wild turkey, it was explicitly to get real fucked up. I mean, that's generally the usage of wild turkey 101. Because the main reason's in the title 101. Because that shit's strong. It's 101 proof. Yeah, it's strong as fuck. Yeah. So, and, you, you know, your average vodka is like between 75 to 80 proof. So kick that up about 20% and that's what you got. We used to sit around and drink fucking spiritus too. 
yeah we were it's like you we know, were some like, wild boys why uh, thinking back on it it's like why 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 yeah, spiritus was, it was straight paint spiritus is just awful yes however i, I do still appreciate everclear because you can actually mix it and stuff like if you can hide everclear you're doing good it's impossible to hide spiritus that's just drinking fire yeah yeah i yeah. agree I like I yeah you're right no you're one hundred percent right. <laughs> I tried to make jungle juice once, turned out real poor. It was the first time I had bought that cooler, oh, the big blue one that yeah, Brian yeah. has now. Uh huh. I tried to make it and it was fucking ass, bro. Did you did you use Spiritus or did you use Everclear? Use Everclear. Okay, that then you just didn't do you, it right. Yeah, you just no. didn't mask it enough. I've I've poured half a bottle of Everclear into a jungle juice once, and. That was that was a fun night. Everyone got <laughs> fucked up. But I used... Uh, so, you know those like concentrate energy juice kind of things? Yes. Well, Kool-Aid has something similar, and I used one of those. And it was to the point, I accidentally put too much of that. I had to put more alcohol in it to balance out how strong this Kool-Aid shit was. Oh, jeez. It was bad, but it turned out pretty well. I prefer to use like powdered tang. Oh yeah, tang, like a lot of those, a lot of those mixed drink kind of things work really well because they're meant to be diluted. Yes. So you toss that in with some booze, you're works great. You're in for a ride. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Kind of functions as the same same ideas like Jello shots. I hate Jello shots. I you know I I appreciate them for what they're for what they are. <laughs> You're I, eating alcohol. <laughs> I once uh, sat around and ate like a mixing bowl full of jello and vodka. Just sat there, spoon after spoon, <laughs> just eating <laughs> jello vodka for no reason. I was like, you love jello shots? No, man. That's what, how I learned to hate them. Oh man, <laughs> there was a while back. And I will tell the legend of this man at some point, but uh, we had this friend Derek a while back, and he he loved, like, he really liked to party, and he dedicated like three weeks to perfecting his Jello shots for a con that was coming up, and we would go to his place, and he would have multiple batches, and he's like, okay, this one's. 25% vodka, this one's 25% Everclear, this one's 50%. And, you know, like, he had all these different mixes and would, like, try different flavors and shit. And, yeah, we we got that shit down for getting these good-ass Jello shots. He used, he ended up using uh, Jolly Rancher-infused vodka with Everclear in these Jello shots. Shit was fire. Sounds good. Yeah. I tried uh, making Skittles vodka that one one time. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember Diamond Tap. It was it all turned out so poorly. It didn't taste that bad, but it had that weird film on it still. Yeah, because like, Skittles they're real. I don't know. It's something about the way it dissolves. It gives it a texture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you had to cut them with Sprite. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. If you tried to drink it straight, it was not happening for you. I mean, most of those infused vodkas, generally, you still want to cut. Yeah, and some of them, some of them taste decent, but they look they they look so unappealing, like they're dirt water brown. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, yo, do I really want to drink this? It smells delicious, but mm. oh, jeez. Yeah, as for as for my take on wild turkey, I'm not really big onto whiskeys and bourbons, but if you want to get fucked up, yeah, that stuff's quality. Gingerbread Ninja Man asks, gentlemen, are either of you familiar with management information systems degrees? I'm about halfway into getting a bachelor's degree in MIS and was wondering if you guys work with or know anyone with a similar degree and how is that choice treating them? I was a finance major, but I switched because I wanted to work more with technology and still stay on the business side because I'm really good with people. Love the show and keep up the good shit. Uh, that was the degree when I was going to go back to school. That was the degree that I was going to get. Aha. Uh-huh. But I opted not to, mainly because I have a career now. Hey. So my sister is working on a degree in IT for cybersecurity. Mm. I'm pretty sure. And she's having a tough time finding work, mainly because, like, a lot of it's dependent on having experience. Oh, like, sure. Entry level now is, like, two or three years experience. It's fucking it retarded. Sucks. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it fucking sucks. And that that's such a difficult and, like, niche field of expertise like it's hard to find just random experience like you you can't just knock on your neighbor's door and say hey are you having trouble with hackers (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) do you need to defend yourself against international attacks well no okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i assume like my my best advice for you is either try to get an internship doing project management for an IT department or development department or um, maybe try to start doing like computer doing PC builds or something for people I don't know I mean like presumably you want to be a manager mm-hmm. otherwise you wouldn't be doing MIS <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so I my hopefully you live near a big city or in a big city or if there's like a computer store in your town, try to work there mm-hmm. just so you have experience when you get out of college. Because like the most irritating thing is getting your degree and then not being able to fucking find work. Man, and that that happens to so many people. Yeah. Even good students, you know, if they just didn't do enough outside of school, then they can just get stuck. Basically, while you're in school, you need to be working. Yeah. So you can get a job. Yeah. It's not good enough to have a degree anymore. Which also fucking sucks. Yeah. And then, of course, on top of that, beyond all of this, you still have to get lucky in order to find a good job within your career. So, you know. The first first few years in IT are going to suck dick. Yep. I can tell you that much. But... That's not unique to IT. That's that's mostly anything (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I, I just don't want to scare you off of that particular degree. No, I mean, yeah. once you get to a certain point in IT, you're fucking golden. Yeah. You don't have to know anything anymore, and you can just kind of <laughs> tell people what to do. Yeah. You'll, you'll be set. Like, one day, if especially if you decide to pursue your master's, you'll be, like, the CIO or CTO of some company, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of just sit around and do jack shit. Yeah. I, I, was, I was listening to some talks on, on, like, design and, like, client stuff, but it also, like, got me thinking – when you're a higher up person in in any form of department, you're nine times out of ten, you're not gonna be doing any of the execution of what your job is. Like if you're 
okay, if you're a creative director, that means you're above the designers. The creative director will have the vision. He'll tell the designers what to do. The designers are the people that are actually executing it. But the reason why the creative director gets paid is because he's the person that has the ideas that tells these other people what to do. And executing a good idea is not the hard part. No, it's not. Having having a good, thorough, consistent understanding of what you want to do is the hard part. Yeah. But with the, with that said, I've worked in IT long enough to see a bunch of people at the top that have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and then I've also seen the opposite where the people at the top know so much of what they're doing that it's, <laughs> it's literally like you understand why you're at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. And my, my best recommendation for you is, although this is the hardest part, is try to find a good job where the people that you're working with are all just so much smarter than you. So you can yeah. work up to their level, and by the time you're done getting to their level in maybe two years or so, you can split, go work somewhere else where there are smarter people. Yeah, always try and surround yourself with people that are better or smarter than you. Like, that, that is... You're going to learn so much more. You're going to get so much better just by being around people that are better than you. It's invaluable. Yeah, definitely. School doesn't. School's not that great. Like, no. School. School will get you the piece of paper that says you're competent. Basically, it yeah. says like you're able to work at something for a long period of time and not give up. Right, and that you have at least a rudimentary knowledge of what it is that you're doing. You know. Yeah. What also is really valuable about school is that you're going to meet people who are in similar fields, who are at similar points in their careers. So you at least have someone to to relate to and network with and all that. Remember, remember, always remember to network. Always, fucking always remember to network. Yeah, buddy. If you're not networking, you're basically shooting yourself in the fucking foot. Like, you oh, need God. to know people. It's yeah. not, like, I don't give a fuck if you say, like, oh, I'm antisocial. I don't really want to get to know anybody. Like, then you, you might as well not ever try to work. Oh, man. Being antisocial is probably the worst way to go about life if you want a career. Yeah. Like, you say you're good with people, so obviously this isn't directed at you. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen people go to an interview or talk with, go to networking events, and they're so either just antisocial, just weird, or something like that. They can have quality work, but you're going to be around people all day. People want to have to be around you as well. That's how I kept my job. The guy above me got fired because he was a dick. (laughs) (laughs) He was better at it than I than I was. Now I would dare say we're about equal. But at the time, he was clearly much better than me. But he got fired. I didn't like. That's is really easy. Yeah, people people can train skill. Yeah. They can't train personality. It's damn hard. You know, it, depending on the company, but generally speaking, if you're a great person but a shitty worker, you're probably still in jeopardy of losing your job. But if you're a decent worker and people really like having you around, yeah, they're going to keep you around. Yeah. There's also something that you need to keep in mind once you become a manager. This is something that I fucking hate the most with managers 
you need to be willing to do the work yourself. Yeah. And you need to be capable of doing the work yourself. Yeah. And just because I popped off earlier by saying like, well, you get to the top and you don't have to do anything. That's also very true. <laughs> but in order for people not to hate you or resent your presence, whenever you're around, you need to be able to do the work. Yeah. So let's say for instance, you have a team of four people under you and all of them are swamped with work. It doesn't help when you come by and you pile more work on them. Right. You should be able, in theory, you should be able or capable of doing, depending on what your time is like, you should be able to hop in, do some of the work, and then clear up the plate for them, and then start delegating again. Right. And it would it would be beneficial if you just crushed whatever it is you were that you took over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, look, I and that's that's in my experience, that's the best manager that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Whenever we were swamped with shit, he would take over some of the stuff, and then when we were done with everything, it would just go back to normal. Right. He was a great manager. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I learned a lot from that dude. Good man. He was he was focused on the individual development of his employees. <laughs> That's what he was focused on. Yeah. Juice Campbell says, Hearing you guys talk about The Room and Birdemic make me want to ask if you ever played Deadly Premonition. It's pretty much the video game version of The Room, and I highly suggest it if you've never played it and can get it cheap. Nope, never. Yeah, no. I, I The name sounds vaguely familiar. I may have heard of it at some point, but no, but if I can find it, I'll... Definitely record something with it. (laughs) (laughs) Portuguese Charlie says, Let me start off by thanking Denzel. Yes, Bojack Horseman sucks. It's not even that terrible, dreadful, or unwatchable. It's just that it just sucks. It's not good. And that what I think what bothers me is that no one ever says that it's not as good as everyone says it is. It makes me feel like when I've been eating fast food for consecutive days, the food was okay, but I feel lethargic and slightly nauseated every now and then. Anyway, to Chet regarding Dragon Ball Super and the elimination of the two universes two weeks ago, I feel ya. It's been a while since I felt the slightest emotional attachment to anything Dragon Ball. It was short, but well done. Peace. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will definitely say that Bojack does, e- even though I enjoy it, like if I watch multiple episodes at a time, I still feel kind of drained. So I, I see, I get what you're saying about the uh, the fast food analogy. I think that's a great way to put it. It's just so tiring watching watching that show. Yeah, just watching pieces of shit be pieces of shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you there. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper says, Bitcoin takes off, now Litecoin. You guys buying into the cryptocurrency rage? No. If I were to have, it should have been four years ago. Yeah, I've known about Bitcoin for a while, and now I'm like, nope, too late now. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. And like that's what I say every time it blows up like this. Yeah, right? It's like, ah, oh, it's too late. Ah, oh, it's too late. Like the, uh, when I first, When I first really, like, learned about bitcoin it was at like six hundred dollars yeah i could have spent six hundred dollars and had now had 17k in the bank but six hundred dollars was more money than i was willing to spend on it at the time and it is likely going to go up before it goes down again but 
there's a few reasons where I why I'm against it at this point. For one, now that it's gotten so popular, it's now a, a much bigger target. You know, there, people are always talking about the the security risks. But then there's also they say because the algorithm is getting so complex that the amount of energy required to mine one Bitcoin, which is $17,000 as of today, is equivalent to like powering a house for a month. Something like that. It's it's Ooh, some boy. absurd amount of energy. Well, it depends on where you live. I suppose. Honestly. <laughs> and like if you're if you're really out here mining like that, then oh God. Like, oh God, a few years ago mining was like, oh God, we, we should talk about this next week. Okay. Because I I had a huge heart on for Bitcoin mining <laughs> a long time ago. Well, I if we're going to, to cut this short in favor of next week, then I'll summarize it as this. Fuck miners because you're driving up RAM and graphics card prices. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that was more on the end. Uh, fuck it. We'll talk about it next week. All right. <laughs> and that was it for questions. Any voicemails? Yes. All right. Let's get into some voicemails. Hey, guys. It's Trevor from Reddit. You know what makes me a nerd rage? Shitty adaptation. You know, when I say, hey, I love Death Note, everyone's like, oh, you mean that shitty movie on Netflix? <laughs> no, it's a fucking great anime. Oh, I love uh, Avatar, The Last Eyebrand. Oh, you mean that shitty movie? No, it's a fucking great show. So I'm, I'm fucking terrified every time I hear one of my favorite things getting adapted to a movie or show, like Metal Gear Solid or something, when that gets turned to a movie and it becomes like shit, I say, oh, I love Metal Gear. Like, oh, the shitty thing. No, you fucking... Fuck. <laughs> and you know you can just say hey you know uh the movie doesn't affect the original product no it doesn't but you know it makes everyone think i have shitty tape uh anyway that wasn't really a question it's just whining <laughs> uh good show guys uh have a good week hey thanks man that was impossibly well timed i <laughs> yeah it was great timing yeah so, you know what? You can't make Metal Gear Solid shitty. It's already shitty. Ah, I was just going to say it's already a movie. You can't make something that sucks suck more. Tell that. Tell that to your theoretical mom. That's to your, to your internet mom. Yeah, you know, not, not an actual uh, uh, mom joke. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you get uh, it. You get uh, it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, that was the only voicemail we had. All right, well. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Trev. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. Next week, we're going to be coming back with Anime Hostage, some Bitcoin talk, maybe the interview. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. And further stuff. Yeah. Who knows? More, more things. More things for your head top. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, fam. Listen again. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll get into that next week. Absolutely. This has been Real Nerd Hours with your boy, Denzel. Your man's Chet. You can find me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. You can follow the show on Twitter at XReal Nerd Hours. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. 
they walked back their little change that they were going to do. Yep, yep. People. So everybody, go ahead and get your pledge money back. Yep. Get, get it ready. Go ahead and throw it right back at us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Very much appreciate it. I also want to mention that both of us, both Denzel and I, do stream on Twitch. Both of uh, We keep our brand real recognizable. So it's <laughs> twitch.tv slash Bushido Brown SD and twitch.tv slash that Denzel. Easy. So, you know, if you want to watch us playing video games and shit, you know, come chill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah. join the Discord. We got the shill bot telling y'all every time we get live. Yes, the shill bot's there. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Just, you know what? Please, please do. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, watch a stream, support the Patreon. Give us a call on our voicemail line at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. You can shoot us an email as well at askrnh at gmail.com. We love y'all. Y'all stay up. We'll see you next Thursday. Cheers. Y'all be good.